This podcast is a presentation of Sunset Presbyterian Church. For more information, log on to our website at www.sunsetpres.org. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Okay, now you can sit, right? Not rise, but sit. All right. Wow. Well, I would like to welcome everyone here to this special Easter Sunday worship service. It's great to be with you in worship today. Um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, This is my first ever Easter here at Sunset Church, so I'm super happy. So it's good. And we as a church have been uh, in a sermon series called Following Jesus. And isn't it true that we live in a unique time in our history in which people follow other people. They, people follow people all the time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, um, you know, some people have millions of followers and some have a few. And I just got to thinking about it because, you know, I'm not on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, so I guess I have zero followers. So, um, but anyway, people follow other people regardless of whether following that person's helpful or not. And so we have been, in the context of our times, following not just anyone, but we have been following Jesus through the Gospel of Mark. And we have, over the past months, discovered that Jesus amazes people. He amazes all people, poor people, marginalized people, people who are suffering, uh, rich people, business people, religious people. Government officials were amazed by Jesus. And Jesus did amazing things. He healed people. He uh, did perform miracles. He confronted evil. He was unquestionably an amazing teacher. People came from all over to hear him and to be near him. And again and again through this gospel, we have seen people were amazed by Jesus. And I love the word amazed. Uh, Amazed. It means to be overwhelmed with sudden excitement, overwhelmed with wonder, or maybe even to be bewildered or stunned. And so I've been asking that question, when was the last time you've been amazed? I've been asking that question. Most people go, but not Seth Bailey. This morning... (laughs) Our middle school director, uh, he and Kayla were going to have their baby, Fern. They were expecting to have the baby in a hospital. But surprise, Fern came out a little early in their bathroom. Yes, and Seth caught the baby, thankfully. So can we, I don't know where Seth is today, but (laughs) if you want to know what the, the face of surprise looks like, talk to Seth Bailey. Yes. Anyway, that ruined my introduction, by the way. But anyway, I've mostly been talking to people saying, you know, when's the last time you were amazed? And most people say, I don't know. know, Life often doesn't seem amazing. We get up, we eat, we go to work, we eat, we work, we entertain ourselves, we go to bed. We get up, we eat, we go to work, we eat, we entertain ourselves, we go to bed. Uh, 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 same old, same old. Sometimes I want to be amazed. 
Sometimes we need to be amazed, amazed by someone or something. Well, today we are going to look at an amazing event, not just any amazing event. This is the most amazing event in human history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to look at today. And it truly, it didn't just amaze, it amazed, stunned those who first heard it on that first Easter Sunday. And I am hoping and praying it will amaze you and me again today. So, Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for gathering all of us. There's no accident that we're here. I believe you brought everyone here. And I believe you're here. And would you fill us in a special way to hear the story as if we're hearing it new, and to put ourselves in the shoes of these women who first heard this news. Lord, fill us with your spirit that we could be amazed by you today. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, well, before we look at the resurrection story, I want to first look at the burial of Jesus. The gospel of Mark is brilliant It is told with simplicity and elegance, and every word counts. So when Mark includes a detail in a story, he's wanting us to see something. And so as I walk through this story, I'm going to point out some details that I think Mark is wanting us to see that will help us then see the resurrection story. So the burial. So when when evening had come, since it was the day of preparation, that is the day before Sabbath, So days work differently in Jesus' time than they work today. So the Sabbath started at sunset on a Friday night, on our Friday night, and it ended on on a sunset on Saturday evening. So if you remember, Jesus died at 3 p.m. on Friday, so they needed to bury him quickly before the sunset at the Sabbath. That was going to happen at sunset. And because they couldn't work on the Sabbath, they couldn't touch anything dead as well. And Mark goes on, he, he, point, he introduces us to Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council who was also himself looking for the kingdom of God, took courage and went to the Roman governor Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Now, Mark wants us to see Joseph. So if you look up on the screen, the next image, you'll see a picture of um, the Sanhedrin, which is the council. So Joseph was a chief priest. He was a member of these men. It was 70 men plus the high priest. That was the top. That was the governing uh, political and mostly religious leaders of all of Israel. And he would have been a member of that council. So he would have obviously known the Roman governor Pilate as well. Now, if you look up on the screen, I want to show you a few other pictures so you can see where we are in this story. You'll see here an image of uh, ancient uh, Jerusalem in the time of Jesus. And the the burial, the death, the burial, the uh, crucifixion, the resurrection happened in this area. It's where now there's a church called the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And you'll see there's another area called the Garden Tomb. But what I want to point out is that Joseph would have just simply walked over here to the Antonio Fortress, and that's where Pilate would have been uh, stationed. And that's a five-minute walk. So after the, after the death, he would have gone a five-minute walk, talked to, to 
uh, Pilate and gone back to this area. Now, on the next screen, you'll see actually a picture of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre or the Holy Tomb or Grave. And in fact, it's a, it's a church within a church. And you see people are going in to see the site where they believe Jesus was, was buried, the empty tomb. And that is likely the site where those things took place. But because it doesn't really look the way it looked at the time of Jesus, on the next screen, you'll see a picture of what's called the garden tomb. And this would have been an example. Actually, it is a tomb cut out of rock. And Christians go there to remember the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus. And that's why, Carol, thank you for making the great replica of the uh, garden tomb as well, as you can see. So I just want you to see where you are in this picture. Yeah, you can thank her for... (laughs) Okay, so Pilate. Now let's go to the next thing Mark wants to see, Pilate. Pilate was surprised to hear that Jesus should have already died. And he summoned the centurion, and he asked him whether he was already dead. And when he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the corpse to Joseph. So Mark wants us to see here that Jesus really died. If you notice, three times, not just once, died, died, died. The number three in the Bible is a symbol for completion. So he says he died, 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 this corpse. So Mark wants us to see that he died, and more than that, that there were eyewitnesses that confirmed his death. So he goes to Pilate, who double confirms his death, and then the centurion, who was in charge of the execution, the crucifixion, also confirmed, once again, the death of Jesus. Then we see that Joseph bought a linen shroud. And if you look up on the screen, you see what that looks like. It's a long uh, piece of cloth that goes over the head of the body and wraps around the body. And so Joseph bought this linen cloth, taking Jesus down, wrapped him in a linen shroud, and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of rock that you just saw. And Joseph confirmed his death by purchasing a linen cloth. Then Joseph rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. And if you go to Jerusalem, as you see on the picture, if you go to Jerusalem, you will see many ancient tombs cut out of rock, like this one. And there, there would have been large round stones that were rolled over to the entrance to close and seal the tomb. And they closed it because the friends and family would have been sitting right outside of that uh, tomb to mourn the body. Now we see, Mark wants us to see, Mary and Magdalene and Mary, mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. These two women were eyewitnesses to where Joseph lay, actually laid the corpse. And so, you know, when we sing, Were you there when they buried him in a tomb? We sing that song. Well, they were there. These two women were there. They knew which tomb to go to the following day. So now are you ready for the resurrection story? When the Sabbath was passed, and that, that sunset on Saturday evening, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. So these three women purchased very expensive burial spices. And in the time of Jesus, uh, they would anoint the body. They'd put those spices in that linen cloth in order to cover the smell of the decaying corpse because all the mourners are going to be right there mourning the person. So it covers that smell. And so very early on the first day of the week, what day is that? 
That's why we worship on a Sunday, to celebrate the resurrection. On the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying, imagine, be, imagine, put yourself in the shoes of these women. What they were thinking, they're bringing burial spices. And they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of this tomb? How are we going to get in to anoint his body? And looking up, they were surprised. They saw that the stone had already been rolled back. And it was very large. And they entered the tomb. Now I want to point out something. Everything we're going to hear from here on out happens inside that little cut rock tomb. Everything that we're going to read They're inside this tomb. You'd have to duck, even in the most expensive ones. You'd have to come in, and they're in the tomb now. And they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were And he said to them, Do not be You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He has risen. He is not here. I don't know how the angel said it, but that's how I think he said it. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will what? Whoa, see him just as he told you. And they went out and they fled the tomb and they trembled and with amazement because amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Wow. What a story. Today, I want to focus on the angel's amazing announcement. The angel's amazing announcement. Three women entered the tomb. They came and they were amazed. And they left and they were even more amazed. Did you notice the word amazed? I'm trying to set the Guinness Book of World Records for the most amazed that you can say in a single sermon on Easter. So keep track. Just kidding. Amazed. 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 Not just once, not just twice. Three times. Three means completion. They were completely blown away, out of their minds, amazed. The, actually, the Greek word that's translated amazed does not only mean amazed. It doesn't even only mean amazed in all caps. It means greatly amazed, excessively affected by emotion, overwhelmed with emotion. And why were these women overwhelmed with emotion? Why were they amazed? Because of the angel. Because of the amazing angel. They saw a young man sitting at the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were what? And he said, do not be what? Now, we know it's an angel because of the way the angel was dressed. Only angels dress in blingy, bright, white, gleaming, lightning-colored robes. That's, that's a better definition than white robes. Um, more accurate, more to the Greek. Jesus makes bling look like rust. Angels make bling look like rust. This may be why on Easter Sunday, so many people dress in kind of bright colored clothing and dresses. In the first service, wow, you should have seen some of the hats. There's some good hats today. 
And we know it's an angel because it was a typical angel's greeting. Normally, um, when an angel, you know, well, first of all, how do we normally greet each other? Hi. And then what do I say? Do not be afraid. (laughs) I don't say that because no one's afraid of me. So, but it's like the calling card. You know you're an angel when you say, do not be afraid. But look, here's what's so interesting about the gospel of Mark. Normally, the Greek word that's translated afraid is the word phobos, phobos, which means we get the word phobia from that. So like an arachnophobia is fear of spiders. It's the word fear. What's so interesting about this angel's greeting is he does not use the word phobia. He does not say, do not be afraid, phobia. He uses a word that means greatly amazed. And we see it only in, on Easter Sunday, only in the gospel of Mark. And so the women were greatly, and I'm understating, amazed by this angel. But we'll see, they're going to be even more amazed by the angel's amazing announcement. Now, I want to look at this announcement with you today. But it's important to remember that an angel is a messenger of God. So when an angel speaks, that is the word of God. That is God speaking. When an angel does something, that is God, the maker of heaven and earth, doing something. So today with you, I want to just look. There's only two announcements that are made. I want to look just at two announcements that the angel makes. Are you with me? Announcement one. The angel announces, he's not here. And the women were amazed by this news because they saw him die. They saw where he was buried. They brought expensive burial spices and they expected to anoint the body of Jesus. Yet this angel says, he's not here. But more than that, he, they say, he says, see for yourself the place where he's laid. Remember, they're in the tomb here. And this scene is so amazing because we see that God through the angel, invites us to see, invites the women to see. If you think about it, it could have happened like this. The angel could have said, hear my announcement. He is not here, and you better believe me. He could have said that. But the angel said, I know you're amazed. Don't be afraid. Be amazed. And don't just take my word for it. See for yourself. See the place for yourself. Notice, did you notice that there was a stone and they saw a stone and it had been rolled away? Who, here's my question, who rolled the stone away? God through the angel, the angels. God through the angel rolled the stone away. (laughs) The stone was rolled away not for Jesus to come out. The stone was rolled away in order for the women to come in and see the place where they laid him. Isn't that incredible? What's incredible is that God doesn't demand belief, but graciously invites us to come and see. God rolled the stone away, and that's good news for us. It means that God's will is to roll the stones away in our lives that keep us from seeing and believing. And these women did see And what they saw was a tomb that was empty. (laughs) 
Well, that's the first announcement. The second announcement is even more amazing. He is... I don't... Do you think they said it like that? Risen. He is... I think it was more like that. I think so. In the Greek, it was a little more like that. Anyway, they certainly didn't expect it, but the news gets even better. Think about this. He is risen. But again, don't just trust that announcement. They say to these women, think about this. You will see him. You will see him just as he told you. The angel said he's going to go before you to Galilee and you will see him just as he told you. In the Gospel of Mark, we saw that Jesus told them he would rise, not just once, not just twice, but how many times? Completely. The first time he said, he said, I'll be killed and then I'll rise again. The first time he said it to them plainly. The second time he said it to them and they were confused. They didn't understand him and they were afraid. And then the third time he says, I will rise and they were, guess what? Yeah, amazed. The angel said, you will see him just as he told you. you know, there are many resurrection appearances. And let me just show you one of the earliest church creeds. Maybe it's the early church creed from 1 Corinthians 15. Paul writes, uh, and, and he, he writes about an early creed, a statement of faith. And what Paul says is that this creed has been given to me It's of first importance. It's the most important thing. And I'm delivering it to you. So it's an ancient creed, probably delivered to him by Peter and James. And so here's the creed. I want you to hear it. That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. That he was buried. That He was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And now I want you to hear the rest of this creed. Because in the creed itself, the resurrection appearances of Jesus. And Paul says this is of first importance. And listen to this in verse 5. And he says, and that he what? To Cephas and then to the twelve. Then he what? To more than 500 brothers at one time, most of them are still alive. And at the time of this creed, you could have talked to all those people. Now, some had fallen asleep. Then he, what? Appeared to James and to the apostles. Appeared, appeared, appeared three times. He completely appeared. The angel said, you will see him to the women. And they saw him. Now, there were many other resurrection appearances that we see in the Gospels. Uh, The angel declaring that that they will see him, and they did. And then in the book of Acts, which is a history of the early church, it's filled with references to the appearances of Christ. Peter said at his sermon, God has, has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the what? Paul and Peter, the fact. Why? Because he saw him. The angel said, you will see him. And the um, angel's amazing announcement came true. They did indeed see him. And that's why in the Easter greeting that we say 2,000 years later, we say Christ has risen. Christ has risen. Indeed. Indeed. So what happened at the end? What happened after the angel's amazing announcement? What'd they do? 
what time, you know, should we go out to lunch? Like, what happened? They, it says that these women, they went out, they fled out of the tomb for trembling and, uh, and guess what? Amazement had seized them. This word, translated amazement, is actually a different word. It's a Greek word, ecstasis. We get words like ecstasy and ecstatic from this word. The women were not just amazed. They were beyond amazed. They were shaking. They were trembling. They were ecstatic. They were seized with ecstasy. On the first Easter Sunday morning, they came to the tomb, and they came with burial spices. They came with grief. They came with sadness. They came with mourning, but they left trembling with amazing ecstasy. And they had not even seen the risen Jesus. They only heard the amazing announcement. Wow. And this announcement continues to amaze us today. The resurrection is amazing news for people who suffer. One of my heroes is Joni, uh, Johnny Erickson Tata. She became a quadriplegic um, and she never recovered. Um, she's one of my heroes. And she would talk about how she was in a, you know, in a power chair. And at, 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 on Sunday mornings, they'd say, let's stand and sing. And she would weep because she couldn't stand and, and sing and worship. And so for her, what she wrote about and writes about and has impacted my life is the hope of the resurrection. That it's this amazing news that the angel declares that gives her hope for a resurrected body. And what she wrote later, she said that when I'm, I get my resurrected body, the first thing I'm going to do is fall on resurrected knees and worship Jesus Christ. Yes. It's good news for people who suffer, but it's also amazing news for people who struggle to overcome something like sadness or depression or anxiety or addiction or pain or loss. Because what the scriptures teach is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available for us. And that Holy Spirit power can help us rise above our struggles. It's good news for people who struggle. But it's best of all, great news for people who face death. Because when we follow Jesus, we don't just follow an amazing teacher, an amazing healer or miracle worker. We don't just follow an amazing priest, prophet, or king. We don't just follow the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. We follow someone who is beyond amazing, God in flesh. We follow the only person who's ever conquered the grave and has risen. And surprise of surprise, he promises that all who follow him will be raised to new life too. That's why 2,000 years later, people from every corner of this globe are announcing the angel's amazing news. So would you please stand if you're able or sit if you prefer and let's join the angel and, an, and announce the angel's news. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. 
Christ is risen. He is risen Christ is risen. May the risen Christ raise you to new life every day in every way from now and forevermore. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter, everybody. God bless you.